Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. Joining me tonight is Mr. Todd Brooks on a reactionary Sunday night emergency podcast. Todd, how are you doing, man? Uh, how are you doing, brother? Man, today was rough, man. Falcons look like they had it again. And then the fourth quarter, all those three and outs by the offense in the fourth quarter, and it just got away from them. And then they changed at quarterback by Chicago, too. It reminded me kind of like the uh, how they did the, uh, the the Bulldogs in the national championship game. It's like, no, don't take him out. We like him. Yeah. Yeah, it was very much like that um, in the national championship game with Jalen Hurts, who had started the game, and then they pulled him because he was ineffective in the first half, and they put Tua in the game for the first time, and then he just led them back to victory in that overtime period. And then, um, well, at the end of the fourth quarter, they got overtime. It should have. Well, it did go to overtime. Yes, yes, did. it did. So, yeah. so he led him back to victory in the fourth quarter after Georgia just made a big defensive stop. And then, actually, the same thing happened in the SEC championship game the following year. Because of injury, and, right? Uh, right, right. Tua got hurt, and so they brought Jalen Hurt into the game, and he did the exact same thing that Tua did the year before in the so national cool. title game. It's crazy. So, collectively, they both beat Georgia. Like, you know, they both had two separate halves. So, this game yes. wasn't as big of a scale, as, a, as as important as that game. But this game really hurt because everybody knows, like, there's no, there's no like, oh, we can, we can pretend that Dan Quinn's doing a great job or we can – no, this is unequivocal. This is ineptitude of the coaching staff – an aptitude of play callings and defenses and I mean just all around uh just incompetence in my opinion. So I mean those are strong a strong language, that's colorful language, but uh I think it's realistic though at this point. I mean when you say six years. Um Yeah, six years and the height of that being the Super Bowl, but it wasn't yeah, I know I heard you talking about this. I think you talked about it with Zach the other day on a podcast. It really wasn't Dan Quinn, it was more uh, Kyle Shanahan, and right. he was the key denominator in that season. And, and once he was gone, then the offense has still been good, but the defense has fallen way off, too. You know, he was the offensive mind. Yeah. But uh, you can't really blame him for the game being blown. I mean, that's the Falcons now. That's their identity. They blow games. Okay, so here we go. That right there. Boom. That sentence right there. Falcons identity. What <sighs> – it's embarrassing to ask. Like, what is the Falcons' identity in your estimation? Like, right now, this hot second, today is the 27th, 27th of September. What is the Falcons' identity? Their identity is a team that believes they're going to lose. I think that's their identity at this point because it's happened. Yeah, yeah they lost to Seattle. That was more of a normal type game. But then they've blown two big leads. In fact – uh, this should tell you all you need to know about their identity. Okay, so the Falcons, once again, are on the wrong end of history again this week. I don't like and this. Yes, oh, no, you're not going to like it. So they have become the first team in NFL history to lose back-to-back games with a lead of 15 or more points in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. So I think – like somebody had a stat on Twitter, like they went back like to like the nineties to see how many like 
over like double digit leads that have been blown in our 15 point leads that have been blown in the fourth quarter and like the Falcons have tons of them so uh yeah this it's 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 pretty sickening honestly um but you know it's three games right so there's mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't look too strong there's mm-hmm. three games so you get 13 more of these Todd um Next week is Green Bay. It's going to be tough, but uh, we're not looking forward to Green Bay right now. We're we're talking about this here game because uh, this game um, was pitiful, honestly. We and we all saw where it was coming. So, what to you? Uh, okay, let's just start here. All right. So, let's just chronicle the game. So, the Falcons' um, defense plays good in the first half. They go to – well, they, they hold them to – the halftime score was nine, right? Five to nine, or is it – oh, gosh, I got to get my game notes up. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, you know, I was kind of busy doing things today at the very you know, beginning of the game. Okay. I watched the first quarter, and then I, I sort of – we had to actually move, uh, go out of town. So I watched the rest of them on my iPad, but I was kind of – yeah, okay, talking well, and doing that kind of stuff. I'll refresh you. It was 16 10 half. Yeah, 16 to 10. 16 and to then, 10 and half. And then it became 26 to 10 in the third quarter. Right. And then in the fourth quarter, the Falcons scored none. And the, yeah. and the uh, Chicago scored 20. Yeah, it wasn't just that they scored none. I think the play calling in the fourth quarter was pretty bad, too, because they, <laughs> they had three possessions and they never were able to score, and they had a missed field goal, too. Um, okay. I, so, would, I would venture to say that this loss actually, like, statistically wasn't as bad as it could have been. Like, the, Falc- the, the Bears had, like, three incredibly weird possessions – or two incredibly weird possessions that they marched down, and um, they went – for a touchdown and the touchdown gets overturned in an interception and a touchdown gets, you know, waved off going through it on a fourth and or in a fourth and goal. So, I mean, that's, you're talking 14 points right there, brother. And so the Falcons, what, miss a field goal and miss a point after what young way There's a report that came out that young way was had a, got a leg strain during warmups of this mm-hmm. game, and I don't know if they just didn't have anybody or figure he could go or what, but he misses some kicks. And really, I, I look at with coaching is that fourth quarter execution. Um, at one point, they had no penalties going in. They had no penalties going into the fourth quarter. They got six penalties in the fourth quarter, and I don't know what they ended up with, but by the time they reported it, you know, they were getting – they were getting late hits. They were getting holding. They were getting just unnecessary, like running to the kicker and all kind of stuff that uh, just is people is straining and trying too hard instead of like letting the game come to you. You know how when they say like playing like any sport or whatever, it's like let the game come to you. They were they were trying too hard, and uh, I don't know. It just felt like they were pressing and uh, nothing was working. They couldn't get the run game going. Um, Brian Hill. Well, maybe not. Maybe oh, okay. Maybe the the run game was actually better though. The run game was actually better than it's been all season. This was the best game they had. I think they rushed. I think you know total yards was right around 140 or so, or maybe it was even 160 rushing yards today. 
Okay, so here we go. Rushing yards for the Falcons. 144. 144. But they were abysmal in the air, though. Matt Ryan had a horrible passer rating. He, I mean, he was like 19 of 38 with 238 yards, one touchdown, one pick, 67 passer rating. Like, that pick at the end, it just is was like, you know what? This may as well happen because here's the deal. This is what my honest opinion is about that. I would rather it go out it go down like that than to um, them like patch something together and they would say, oh, you know what? The Falcons are pretty good. So let's keep Dan Quinn. I think he could turn it around. I think no. it may as well have ended with some inept coaching and some like weird play calling and the Falcons lose it on a pick by Matt Ryan. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like the nail in the coffin. I don't know. Um, anyway. Yeah, dude. I mean, the fourth quarter, that's just, that was some really inept football. If you look at some of Matt Ryan's passes there, there weren't really a lot of high percentage passes either. Right. He threw several deep balls that just didn't get caught. So, mm-hmm. And I think he only threw two short passes during that time. So, I mean, basically, they, this is the way the possessions went. They they punted uh, first possession the, of the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Fourth quarter, uh, they went three plays, five yards. They went three plays, one yard. And then they went three plays, negative five yards. And then there was the final one, four plays, uh, 31 yards, and then an interception. So, so and, and all of those together, I would guarantee total less than three minutes off the clock. With a 16-point lead, you know, uh, there was one possession they had. They had a three and out. They had three passes. They gained uh, one yard that they took 11 seconds off the clock. Yeah. A pos- uh, an entire possession, an entire drive took 11 seconds off the clock. That, that's – that's unreal, man. How's that possible? That has to be – that has to go back to coaching. Has to. Right. You, you have to hold Dan Quinn totally accountable for that. Got to. Well, and he, you know, and he's the one calling – like, dirt cutter and all that stuff. So, Matt Ryan, I'm not saying he gets a pass, but I'm saying that Julio wasn't there. Calvin was doing everything he could. He was hitting people in the hands, and they were missing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and- so – and here's what we learned about Calvin Ridley today. With Julio out, Calvin Ridley is a budding star of the future. He, he's going to be uh, – you know, that's the one positive thing that you can take away from this game. But going back to the time of possession, the Falcons were owned in time of possession. Let's today. see where they were. They only had 25 minutes and 10 seconds of possession time. And then Chicago had 34 minutes and 50 seconds. <sighs> And, and yeah, that's something we talked about was a positive the other night when we did the podcast that the Falcons have been leading in time of possession. But uh, this will bring their average down. They're probably going to be losing the time of possession at this yeah. point because I think they only had a they only had like a three minute margin in time of possession anyway. So and, and they just lost it by nine, uh, almost a full ten minutes. So that fourth quarter is like just like the microcosm of like the Falcons' like season. So they couldn't get anywhere. Like. Uh, is whatever you could think of happened in the fourth quarter. A pick, um, seven penalties for 70, 75 yards, a bunch of incompletions, no points. I mean, it's 
that's as bad as you can get. And then the play selection, like we chronicled, was was bad as well. So I know this was. Um, oh well, the, you know, and then okay. So here's here's kind of just like the perspective a little bit. So they walked into that game with what seven inactives. Uh, main, yes. Like main, I had him pulled up somewhere, but main people you rely on foyer Lucan, you know obviously julio jones some ricardo allen so they they held him in the first half with that ragtag defense to 10 points and they held 10 points until the fourth quarter so what my it kind of feels like the super bowl and me and carol were talking about it too that they just about need to have two defenses because the offense scores so fast when they do score that by the fourth quarter, the defense is just dragging tongue, you know, the hands on hips and there's, they, they don't have much left. Yeah. I think you can really say, I think the defense put together their most complete effort of the season. I blame today's loss absolutely on the offense because of all the three and outs in the fourth quarter, because you when it. you're sitting there and you're only out there on the field for a minute and a half, to 15 seconds, 25 seconds at a time for these possessions, and and you're turning, you know, you're punting the ball back over to the other team, you're going to wear your defense out, man. You just cannot do that. You can't expect them to go out there. That's pretty much the same thing that happened in the Super Bowl. So many times people blame the defense in the Super Bowl, but what happened was all these three outs. It happened in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, okay, so. So it's kind of like we were saying, their perspective. So we had a bunch of a bunch of defensive players out, got some injuries during the game. No Julio. Calvin really stepped up in a big way um, in the first. I mean, just stepped up in general. Cornerbacks played better. Mm-hmm. They did played tighter. We played. They played more man, like we talked about. Remember, uh, we 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 said that soft zone is just about scary. Anybody with you know two left feet could carve up his own defense. So, so what I want to do right now is I want you to scramble together three positive things that happened in this, uh, in this game tonight. So I want, I want the three things that you say, Hey, you know what? We're going to take this into uh, green Bay and it's going to be better. All right. What are your three? Okay, so my three things for this game. The defense is a positive. They played much better today. Got their first interception of the season, too. So yep. that was that was big. Um, I, I had Calvin, it with two, two interceptions? I think one. I think it was just one interception. No, I believe there's two. I, was there a second one? Yeah, the, earlier in the game, uh, uh, Isaiah Oliver just like – no, no, Bleedy Ray Wilson jumped the, jumped the slant route and took one back like 20 yards – and then there was the interception, the controversial interception in the end zone. So, um, and not that it matters. Okay. Interceptions. Yeah. Yep. Interceptions yet, too. Falcons. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Chicago had two turnovers, and they were both interceptions. Yep. All right, so that's a positive. The Falcons got their first interceptions of the year because they didn't have any going into this game. And then um, I thought the, the improvement of the running game, 
it, it was a lot better, even though, oddly enough, even though the running game was better, the time of possession was a lot worse. So those two stats don't really make any sense whatsoever. And um, I think the play of Calvin Ridley, uh, that's would be my third thing. Yeah, all right, cool. So, yeah, obviously some of mine too, so I probably could just change some. But, all right, so number one, in my opinion, um, would be Calvin Ridley for sure, stepping up. And like you said, proving that – you know, he's not just riding on the coattails of Julio. He's got the goods to be a number one. So, yes, he's really, uh, really crisp route running. Got hands, got really good hands, very secure. Uh, the opening play. So, the opening play of the game 63 yard, t- 63 yard touch or uh, pass. And then two plays later, you punch it in. I mean, you're look. we're looking at, you know, a route here. Not not necessarily a route, but like you're looking at, hey, the offense is going to have their way, and let's just boat race these guys, and then we could get this done. But it didn't happen that way. But so I would say Calvin Ridley won. Number two, like we said, defense played better. Like you said, uh, pass rush was got two sacks. Um, corners got some picks, and number three is. I think you took my third one. I am so sorry. Oh, okay. We okay. Here's it is. Here's number three, and it's kind of just a jerk kind of thing. No one's high kick today, and uh, no going forward on fourth downs today. <laughs> that's my that's my third one. They had they were zero for zero at fourth down conversions, and they were zero for zero on onside kick conversions. So, boom. But the text group thought they were going to go. You know, our little text group we got going on that they were like, hey. It's, it's coming. The one side kick is coming. But, I mean, it was like six, seven minutes left on the clock, left on the game. So, no, no real need to. So, but, yeah, uh, those are my three things that are positive. Can you imagine, though, if that had happened for the second week in a row? And, like, it I mean, would have been interesting just to see how they would have lined up and if they would have made an effort toward the ball. Well, here's the deal. So, the first, like uh, – so when uh, Hayden Hurst caught the touchdown, the first touchdown of the of the day, Carroll spoke up was like, "Yeah, he yeah, he feels bad for Matt Ryan, like peeing that game away or whatever, like not jumping on that that uh, that onside kick. But he'll catch everything coming his way now. You know, he he, he feels so bad about it because he was one of the main ones that was that was staring at the the ball there. Um, so how what 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 happens now, Todd? In, in your estimation, obviously you're not, you know, you're not text buddies with uh, Mr. Arthur, Mr. Arthur Blank, but if you were, if Mr. Blank gave you the hat for the day, for the night, for the week, what would, uh, what would your moves be? Okay, so um, if I was Arthur Blank, I would be on the phone with Dan Quinn, and I would tell him, Dan, hey, I'm sorry, man, but we're going to have to call a press conference tomorrow and announce your termination as our head football coach. That's where I would go with it. I'm sorry. It's it's just done at this point. I mean, it, so, I, I think blowing these leads is a reflection of the personality of your head coach. And at this time, it's happened so many times, you are the laughing stock of the NFL. We are the, the punchline of jokes. Hey, by the way, did you see the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, blow a 28-3 lead and they came back and won it? I did not. So that was that was all on my Twitter feed or whatever. It was like the Buffalo Bills just blew a twenty-eight to three lead. 
and we're serious. I was like, yes, finally. Yes, like get that away from me. And then it was like, oh, by the way, they came back and won, so uh, forget that. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Rise Up Radar. Go ahead and jump over to part two of this interview with Todd. Uh, a bunch of good stuff in there. We try to fix some of the Falcons' problems. And uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.